Hi guys, this is Maddie. Welcome to How the Light Gets In podcast. Um, just a few notable notes before we start. Note number one, I'm recording this on top of my piano. And fun fact, the soundboard on a piano actually is great for recording because there's something about the resonance that bounces off. So, that's a note for you in case you need to, for some reason, record something. Um, number two, it is about 6.11 p.m. and I woke up at 3, not by choice. Um, so if I forget how to speak English, that's why. And yeah, let's get rolling. Today, I really want to talk about my work. I want to demystify it. I want to talk about money. I want to talk about what freelance is really like, what I really do. Um, the story behind it, how I get started. I want to tell you everything because I get a lot of questions about my work and I do a lot of things and sometimes I myself even have a hard time describing it because I don't always know what I do because it's a lot. And I want this episode to kind of be a resource with the reality of what it's really like to work on your own and work for yourself and run your own business. If you follow me on Instagram, um, you probably see, or if you know me in real life, that's probably a better reality, that I have my own business and I work for myself. And I think that those things can seem really glamorous and really fun and really exciting. Not that they're not, but there's also a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you don't always see. And so I just want to talk about everything. So the reason I woke up at three, well, this isn't really the reason, but the past two weeks, I've kind of had a crazy, weird work schedule. So last weekend I was shooting a wedding and then this past weekend I was actually modeling with my sister for a high end jewelry catalog and we were, I was basically just driving all day for the past like four or five days. It was in the Outer Banks and then this coming week, I am a florist for a wedding on top of my other gigs. So that's just a little taste of what my current schedule is like. It sounds really exciting. It sounds really fun. It sounds really glamorous. It is fun, but I'm going to tell you a lot more about it. So anyways, the first thing that you should know about working for yourself is that it's very lonely. And while it is really fun, I would say that if you're a person who really likes to work with other people, who likes to work in teams, it might not be the thing for you. I've always been someone who has actually really enjoyed working alone um, versus working in groups of other people. And so for me, it's really great. <laughs> and this is not to discourage you, but like I said, I really want to talk about the realities of it because... Things can seem super glamorous and fantastical and cute and pretty on Instagram. Not that they're not all those things in real life, but there's also another side. So why don't I tell you what my job title is? That would be helpful. Like I said, I woke up at 3 a.m., so I'm a little uh, jumbled. But what I do basically, and I've been doing this since I graduated from college last spring, 
I do freelance. This is what I tell people I do. <laughs> it's actually not a very descriptive title, but I do freelance design, photography, and marketing. And even though I've only been doing it for quote unquote like a year and a half professionally, full time, I've kind of been doing this my whole life, honestly. I have always had little businesses. I think as soon as I learned how to count, I had a lemonade stand. And I wasn't super, our family wasn't really rich growing up. We didn't have a ton of money. Um, we had enough. We were so, you know, I'm really grateful for what we had. But my parents were really tight with money. And I'm actually super grateful for that because that made my sisters and I, from a young age, work really hard for the things we wanted. We always had, until fairly recently, a $25 gift budget. For Christmas and birthdays so if there is something big that we wanted we had to figure out how to make the money and so from a really young age we had our own businesses and we figured out how to do it which is awesome and I'm really glad they did that um, so the first thing I did was when I was like seven I had a jewelry business and I used to sell the bracelets and earrings set at this bead store and it was really exciting as a seven-year-old to make $7. I think the first thing I saved up and bought was a Lisa Frank planner, calculator, and desk set, which was very exciting. But anyways, I just want to tell you that even though it seems glamorous and maybe it looks like I just graduated from college, got really lucky, landed this thing. It's actually something that I have kind of been working on my whole life and I guess more professionally um I kind of started in college I started blogging a lot and through that I learned how to build basic websites and do basic coding and I kind of learned styling because I had a fashion blog <laughs> good luck finding it it's kind of embarrassing um so I learned styling and I learned photography and editing and all of that basic sort of aesthetic digital stuff that is actually all of the stuff that really helped me build my business and is kind of the foundation of what I do now. But I've always, my whole life, really just chased and done the things I was passionate about without necessarily having like a direction or a goal or a plan. And I would say that if you do that and if you do what you love and chase what you love without necessarily having the pressure of saying, oh, I have to do this and I have to make money, it allows you to grow. And what I started doing and what I wanted to do, actually, my whole life, I really wanted to work for a fashion magazine. And it's funny, I was thinking about it recently, like I was telling you, I've kind of had these weird past three weekends of doing a lot of <laughs> different things on top of my normal work. But... I'm not working for a fashion magazine. I don't live in New York. I live in a little tiny town and yeah. But everything I do are the elements of the things that I would have wanted to do for a fashion magazine. So I'm writing copy and I'm I'm curating things and putting them together for social media. You know, I'm doing graphic design stuff. I'm doing, I even got to do modeling this weekend. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I write for some of my clients and I'm a photographer and I do some styling and some florals. And so maybe you have this dream, this big grandiose dream of something you wanna do, but a lot of times 
if you do the things that you love and you chase those, they will turn into that thing in a way that you never could have foreseen. So that's something really cool that I, I didn't realize until recently and I thought about it and I was like, wow, I'm doing everything that I wanted to do but in a really different way. So how did we get here? We were talking about blogging. Oh yeah, so all through college I kind of did that. I started doing photography. I studied abroad when I was like a sophomore or junior and I bought a camera and I started doing a lot of travel photography when I was in Scotland and in Europe and I just fell in love with it. And at the time I wasn't a photographer. Um, I wasn't doing anything at all for work. It was just purely for fun and something I really loved. And one day someone messaged me on Instagram, some random guy who was actually the social media director for Land's End, and he said, hey, I really love these photos you posted. Would you be willing to do some stuff on social media for us? And instantly I thought, oh, he doesn't realize that I'm, you know, I'm not a photographer. He thinks I'm a photographer, so I've got to tell him I'm not a photographer and I can't do this. And one of my good friends said, no, he wants you to do it. He likes your stuff. You say yes. And so I did. And it was amazing and I actually ended up doing another shoot for them after and that's another another point I want to make is that a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now and I'll go into detail and kind of explain it all because I'm doing a lot of different things but all of them are things that people saw in me and they asked me to do and that I just said yes to and I trusted because it is really intimidating and scary when someone say asks you to photograph their wedding or, you know, maybe do something that you've never actually done before. But something to remember is that if someone asks you to do something, it's because they like what they've seen that you do and they trust you and they see it in you. And it's not really your place to doubt it. Unless, of course, someone asks you to do something that you don't really want to do, then you should definitely say no. But if you want to get into the creative art digital field, I would encourage you to say yes to opportunities when people ask you because the worst thing that can happen is you hate it. And what's probably gonna happen is you're gonna learn something about yourself, you're gonna learn a skill, and you're gonna learn that you love it or you're gonna learn what direction you want to go in. So I, I did those shoots and I started doing more photography and you know, built up a portfolio, and that was really the first thing I was doing. I actually, at the time, was also selling a lot of macrame on Etsy, of all things, but I don't do that anymore because it's really hard to make physical goods with the time. Um, it ends up being like minimum wage, even if you're selling a lot, because it's so much work to make physical art like that and then ship it and blah, blah, blah. Not to discourage you if that's what you want to do. So I really got started in photography. And another big thing I would say is important if you want to get into doing your own thing and working for yourself and figuring out how to make your art a business is to share your work. I would say that's like the number two biggest thing. Because for me, I never went about doing things with the intention of wanting to have my own business at all actually, but I was always really open about sharing what I was doing on Instagram and people would see it and they would connect to it and they would ask me to do things that I never even envisioned I could do for work or I never even saw in myself. 
Um, so it's a really powerful time. I know it can be overwhelming because the space seems really saturated, but it's actually a really powerful time to be an artist or to be in some creative field because it's really the only time that things have been so accessible for other people to see. So back to the story, I was doing a lot of photography. I was doing macrame. Um, at the time I was also really sick. So there was like that going on too. And I had to take some time away from school. But when I was in school, I was studying business marketing. So I have a business degree. And while I wasn't really learning necessarily the skills that I'm using now in my job, um, there was maybe one class actually that helped me a lot. It was an advertising class that helped me learn some basic design stuff and like campaign and creative concepting strategy sort of things. But I would say that that degree helped me to have the tools to start my own business. And I'm glad I went to college, even though they aren't necessarily, you know, the skills that I learned in college because, and this is actually a question I get a lot. In college, I made a lot of friends and I never made friends with the intention of making clients, but people ask me a lot how I get clients and how I do marketing. And I've actually never done any marketing. I've never done any cold calling um, or anything like that because all of the work that I'm doing has actually just come from people that I know. Um, and when you say that, it can sound like, oh, you're just, you're just going to meet people because you want to get clients. But actually, if you do that, it doesn't work because people know. And it's actually really funny that I do this now because when I was a kid, I remember selling Girl Scout cookies and it was my least favorite job in the entire world. I just wanted to cry the whole time. Even being a waitress at the Girl Scout banquet made me want to cry because I felt like I was making people <laughs> do something they didn't want. I don't know. But basically, you don't have to be a salesperson. You just have to be a kind person and develop good relationships with people and sell your work because the people that want you to do work for them will connect to what you're doing. And like I said, there's so many ways to connect to work now. So just be a kind person, be kind to people and share what you're doing. And those are the things that have helped me to be able to build a business. Anyways, back to the story. Sorry, this is kind of disorganized. I don't have any notes. Um, so I was kind of doing photography in college and, and I got really sick. So I actually had to take about a year off of school. And when I came back, I, um, you know, was my whole class had already graduated. All my friends were gone. I just had to come back for a semester to finish up and get my degree. And then I was going to go on and get some sort of marketing job, hopefully in the creative marketing field. But it's actually really hard to get fun jobs like that. Most people when they graduate that I know that were in marketing go into like sales or recruiting. And so, you know, I, I was set up to go into something like that. So I was in my last semester in school. I was living with my grandparents actually and commuting. And it was kind of hard because I didn't have any friends. <laughs> All my friends were graduated. I had a couple people that I knew, but it was a very different college experience than being, you know, on campus, living with your friends that sort of thing. And I remember going into the office one day and signing up for my classes and they told me, oh, there's, there's one course that you need for your degree that they only offer in the spring. And so I thought, oh, easy. I'll just do it. Um, independent study, you know, I can talk my way into it, figure it out. 
but they told me I couldn't and I was gonna have to stay a whole extra semester just to take that one class and I was so heartbroken I remember going home to my grandparents house and just crying on the phone and you know because this was really altering my plans I was planning on graduating and getting a job but this was gonna make me have to live down there for an extra whole semester and get a job and it was just really overwhelming but because that happened that enabled me to do what I'm doing now um, because I actually and this is really funny this is the job that I came home from this weekend uh, um, <laughs> the modeling job actually but I was in the bathroom one day before my marketing class and there was a lady in the bathroom and we actually had the same outfit on and we started talking and she was really nice and she ended up being a guest speaker in my marketing class and she was there from a really high-end jewelry store that was local family-owned um, from way generations back in the area and she was presenting and I just loved her I really connected to her she was an artist she had gone to school for sculpture and design and she was the owner of her family's jewelry store and she was talking about advertising because she did all of the advertising and I love advertising I've always loved um, not necessarily the forcing people to buy things side but the creativity the cleverness the putting together the big ideas and the campaigns and I really liked her and I really connected to her and so afterwards I went and talked to her again like I said I met her in the bathroom and got her number and I kept contacting after her after that because I wanted to intern at her store and help with social media because I was running social media for a friend's magazine at the time Verity Vary if you're familiar and that was really like the one um, marketable skill I had besides my like creative skills and photography and just general like visual um, inclinations if you will so I kept contacting her and eventually um, I went into the store one day and she hired me to come in and work as an intern and help her with social media for the next semester. So because I had to stay for a whole other semester for this one class, I got this internship at this jewelry store. And so I worked with her and she was really wonderful. Everyone that worked there was really wonderful. The family was really wonderful and we really connected. And I ended up kind of doing a lot of stuff for her. So. I was doing kind of product photography, seasonal shoots and things like that. And then I was helping sometimes design the website seasonally and I was running social media and helping her plan campaigns and ads and different events. And I really loved the work and I started to think maybe I could, you know, continue to do this after I graduated. And I remember coming home from school one day and my grandpa asked me, because I'm still pretty sick and at the time I was too and I'll make a whole another episode about that but basically I'm just in a lot of pain and I don't have as much energy maybe as the average regular 25 year old girl and he said how are you gonna get a job working at a big company if you don't feel good all the time and you have to tell them that and I was super crushed by the reality of it because I was like shoot he's right what am I going to do? And this was maybe a couple weeks before graduation. I thought, hey, maybe I could have my own business. So I started to think about it and I started to turn the idea over in my head. And when I say think about it, I mean like I was not thinking about this for very long. This wasn't like a big dream of mine. It just all kind of fell into place because I was really doing what I was aligned with and what I was passionate about. And I was really following what people saw in me. And so... 
Amy, the owner of the store, asked me if I wanted to go on for them and also start doing email marketing and design because I had done, I at this point had never done any graphic design, but she had liked what I had made for her. And so again, when someone asked me to do something that they saw in me, even though it was something that I hadn't necessarily done before professionally, I said yes. And this enabled me, and I would say this is the key if you are going out freelance, it's really helpful to have clients on retainer. So what I mean by that is having clients that you have every single month for a set amount of hours that are secure so that you will at least have some base income. So about half of my work is retainer and that just makes me feel so much better. It would be really stressful for me and I know a lot of people do it, but personally it would be really stressful for me if all of my clients and all of my work were just new projects every single month because then I would have to be focusing a lot more on getting new clients and you know you don't have as much security of paying rent and paying your bills and so that's a big reason why I was able to just from the get-go go out on my own and have my own business and start my own business right when I got out of school instead of having to work a job that I didn't necessarily like and then kind of having a side thing and quitting my main thing so I could do my own thing. Um, so that's another piece of advice to you. It's really great to have clients on retainer and have a client that you're doing, you know, maybe 15 to 20 hours a week for every single week. So it's covering half your time and half your necessary income. So I've been working for them that um, this weekend actually got home from doing their holiday catalog and this time I wasn't the photographer um I don't have the the skills and equipment to do that really really fine up close detailed jewelry photography that they need and my sister and I were actually the models so we drove down to the Outer Banks this weekend and stayed with the team and we shot all the jewelry and it was really fun um very tiring but it's really fun to be able to do in-person contact work like that because so much of my work is just, I'm kind of in my house alone all the time. And I, like I said, I like working by myself. I've always been someone who would rather work by myself than work on a team and I, I do better that way, but it does get a little lonely. And I want, I want to make sure that I say that because even though it does seem really glamorous, the reality of working freelance and working for yourself is that 96% of the time, you'll, you're probably going to be alone. Um, but it's really fun when I get to do those shoots and those weddings because there's such a different energy when you're around everyone you're working with and talking to them in person versus just emailing all day. So that is how I started, why I started, kind of my background, but there's also a lot of other stuff I do intermixed with that. So for Hauser's, for the fine jewelry company, the main thing that I do is I run all of their social media, so that's Facebook, Instagram, um, doing boosted posts and ads on social media, and stories, giveaways, sometimes coordinating influencer, marketing, things like that. Just kind of running all of the social media and campaign planning. And yes, we do meet in teams and have meetings, but I'm majorly in charge of that. And then I also will go down, before COVID, I would go down like 
um, once every like six to eight weeks and do seasonal product photography shoots. So we would style things and do different shoots for the season. Um, I also built their website and prior to that I would just update the old website but we wanted to have something that would enable us to sell more digitally especially when corona hit and everything was closed you know that was really the only way for businesses to do business is to do things digitally so that was a big project that we did and I built their website um, when corona hit so we could have more inventory and product online and what else do I do for them um we kind of meet I meet with the owner and then another girl who works in sales and marketing and we work on planning campaigns and ideas and coming up with partnerships with people sometimes I'll create digital ads or different graphics and things so like my work for them and in, in this past weekend was modeling so my work for them is really expansive and you know covers a lot of things so that's about half my work um the other thing I do I sometimes so every month they also will generally take on a certain amount of projects to fill in the rest of the time so those projects could include doing portrait photography for families i will take on a few weddings every year that's a lot bigger of an undertaking because it has a lot of editing to do with it one of my favorite things that i have been doing recently and something i really hope to expand in is web design i love web design i've always loved magazines and a website kind of reminds me of a magazine when i'm designing things i really think of it in terms of thinking of the whole picture and the whole story and designing it like a layout visually so when you're looking at say a computer screen you're seeing everything you need to see in that frame instead of um i'm really talking with my hands here but obviously you can't see um, I'm thinking of it in terms of instead of you know scrolling up and down more of a landscape visual rectangle and so when I'm I, I love websites they're actually one of the first things that I started doing when I was blogging I was so obsessed with doing the coding and adding custom fonts and backgrounds I remember using like early stages of blogger and WordPress and spending literally the entire day searching code snippets to figure out how to inject things and yeah web design's my jam i'm looking forward to do more of it doing more of it so photography web design i'll occasionally also take on brand design um and graphic design projects not as frequently but i do sometimes um what else do i do something i recently have been getting into is doing floral styling this this next weekend I am doing the flowers for a wedding so that's not something I do super frequently but I love that it's really nice to have some work that's in person and some work that's also physical because so much of my work is digital and I love doing things with my hands and maybe this sounds kind of weird and like woo-woo but I feel like when you're doing things on the computer there's no transmission of energy between you and a physical object. And I find myself getting super frustrated when I'm working on the computer constantly. But when I'm doing things with my hands, when I'm doing physical things like doing flowers, or even if I'm at a wedding doing photography and I'm working with people and I'm touching a camera, it just feels really different. And I can work for like 
12 hours and power through and do so much more and have so much more energy, even though I'm quote unquote expending a lot more. Anyways, maybe that sounds weird, but it's, it's really nice when you don't do any sort of manual physical work to have that incorporated sometimes. So florals, and then I also occasionally will play the piano at weddings. I've been playing piano since I was like seven. Um, I don't do that so much. Being a musician really doesn't pay a lot. It's really sad. <laughs> People don't value music as much as they used to because you can get it for free. I'm not going to go on a big rant about that, but I also do that. Um, yeah. I think that kind of encompasses all of my work. And then I also sometimes do writing, freelance writing. Um, that's not really something I get paid for. I have to do a lot of copywriting for social media and websites. And that's just kind of part of my work and something I enjoy doing on the side. But that's not something I'm necessarily doing professionally. So what did we hit? We had all my, my uh, jobs. We talked about getting clients. We talked about being lonely and working alone and the reality of it. Oh, money. This is another thing I want to talk about. So working for yourself and working freelance, at least in my experience and at least in my first year and a half, it's not the thing to do if you want to get rich. Honestly, probably make more money with my marketing degree working in a regular marketing job, but I've always been someone who really values my, I don't really care that much about money. I like to have enough to live and eat and be well, but I don't have really lofty financial goals as long as I have my necessities. Um, so this is not the thing to do if you want to be really rich. But what I will tell you about money and figuring out salaries and charging people is that People will take your work at what you charge it for. And this is something, what you charge them for it. Um, work of it three. Again, sorry. I'm struggling with my English a little bit. But, um, yeah. it's I still struggle with charging people. Like, sometimes when people email me and they're like, can you send me my price list? I will, like, put it off for a day because I'm still scared. And I think the root of it is feeling like if someone thinks it's too expensive, then they're thinking that I'm not worth it. But really, it's not you, it's your work. It's hard, but you gotta separate the two because they're separate things. Um, but when you're thinking about, say you're getting started out and you're thinking about income, this is kind of the basic equation that I used and how I figured out how much to charge hourly. Um, and this is something that, you know, as you get better and you get more experience, you could increase your hourly rate, but, Figure out your base salary, what you need that to be. So how I kind of figured out mine is I looked at what people were making in starting marketing jobs. And then I divided that. You also, okay, people, this is not a precise equation I'm giving you. You should probably Google it, but this is the basic idea so you know what to look for. Um, but you got to put in a little time for yourself. So to do your accounting, to do your marketing, that kind of thing, say like five to 10 hours a week. And then the rest of it, you divide um, with that number and figure out what your hourly rate is. So say you wanna make $5,000 a year. That's not what you wanna make a year. That was just a random number I said. So you figure out what your hourly rate is by how much you wanna make in a year. And then, so say you're doing websites 
and you, so this is my basic equation. It takes me about 40 hours to do a website because for me, the process is super intense. I'm really getting to know the person. I'm really getting to know what their business is, what they care about, who they are, what their aesthetic preferences are. It's a very in-depth interview-like process, and so it takes a lot of time. So basically, instead of you know, meticulously logging every single client interaction an hour and design everything because that alone would add to your time. I figure out, okay, each website takes me 40 hours. And then I multiply my hourly rate by 40 hours and that's what I charge for a website. So that's really another easy way to figure out pricing. Anyways, won't go too much into that. You're smart people, you can figure it out. I don't want this to be a broad masterclass on everything. But that's what I'll say about money. If you want to get rich, maybe don't follow this career path. I'll let you know if I get rich, but at this point, I'm just getting by. Um, let's see, what else do you want to know? What else do people ask me? I'm gonna look and see at, look at texts people have sent me or questions they have asked me and see if I can find anything relevant and helpful. So bear with me for one second. Okay, here's a question. So someone, sometimes people ask me how difficult it is to start your own business. Honestly, people, it's the easiest thing in the entire world. You could start your business right now in 30 minutes. You wouldn't make money, but you could start it. Um, but all you have to do is you have to file for an employee identification number and you have to file for an LLC in Virginia. You can do both online, just Google them, and it costs, I think, $100. Very simple. Um, what else do I want to tell you? Oh, okay. This is my favorite part about my work, and that is my relationships with my clients and talking to them. Because people, talking to people is my favorite thing in the entire world. I'm kind of talking to people right now, even though it doesn't feel like it. It feels like I'm talking to the weird face on top of my piano. But, yeah. I, when I was kind of telling you about my web process, web design process before, I kind of go about it like I would be a reporter. And I'm, you know, asking these people all of these questions and really getting to know them. And I think that's an important thing to remember when you're doing work for people, especially design work, is that, you're making this work for them. And it's almost kind of a really beautiful way of showing people who they are and how wonderful they are um, and giving them a voice because that's really what design and photography and any work that you're creating for other people is doing it, doing. You're not making it for yourself. You're making it to elevate them and highlight them and connect them to people and show the world who they are. And so, like, I would say more important than having, well, maybe not as far as this, equally as important as having design talent and skill is really, really focusing on having good relationships with your clients and getting to know them because it doesn't really matter what you do if they don't like it. And that's number one top tip priority. Oh, what else do I want to tell you about this? Okay. Any other questions that people ask me? I talked about school. I talked about getting clients. 
Um, oh yeah, flowing creativity. I feel like my main block in my life and a constant emotional state that I'm kind of in is frustration. And that's something that I, I face a lot and I feel a lot doing my work and, you know, spending a lot of your time alone on the computer. But I think it's really important to leave an element of play and fun in your work. And that's why I, I really wanted to talk about and emphasize getting to know your clients and having your relationship with your clients because... Ah, man, this work is just so personal. It's so about other people. It's not about you. And it, it can feel really frustrating. And yeah, there are certain aesthetics that people have. Um, but enjoy it. Enjoy the clients. Enjoy getting to know them. One thing I found hugely helpful um, in communicating with clients, because I really think about communication a lot and what the best way to do that with people is and um, everyone likes to communicate differently but something that I would say has really transformed my communication with clients and when I do this on certain projects like the project literally flows 3,000 times faster I should probably make a whole episode on on this but I send a heck of a lot of voice memos. There was one project, one web project that I did recently with my good friend Maddie. Um, her Instagram is Lost and Found Home if you want to look at her. It's really cute and her website's amazing. She's an amazing girl. Um, we sent entirely voice memos for the in whole communication process of designing her website. And that website just flowed and came about so intuitively versus sending emails. I get really frustrated when I um, type in emails and read emails and I don't know if I'm just really sensitive but I feel like generally when I read an email I'm like reading it in an angry tone from the person but when you have a voice memo and you're listening to a voice memo you're you're hearing that person's essence and how they really feel and they can communicate a lot better and so that's one thing either voice memo or phone communicating with clients instead of email is super transformative. Um, okay at this point, I kind of want to go to bed, even though it's uh, not even seven. Like I said, I woke up at three. There are any other things that are important to talk about in work? I'll probably make more episodes about this because I could talk for weeks on end because it's kind of what I do with most of my time. But my takeaway here would be to really follow what you love. Um, and work on that and chase that even if you don't know what it's going to become and it'll lead you to what you really want to do and that might not be having your own business that might not be what you imagine like for me working in a magazine it's completely different but I'm still doing those things and I'm still doing what I love and it grew really organically um, because I was really following what I loved and I was really listening and I was really responding to people and what they saw in me and Instagram and social media are really beautiful tools it's actually really cool. I think that having an Instagram feed even allows you to develop and refine your style because 
really you're practicing the art of curation when you're forming, I know it sounds sort of silly and stupid, but when you're forming this grid, you're choosing these elements of your work and your life that you want to share. And it starts to, you know, you're, you're putting it forward with some sense of cohesion and wanting it to flow. And honestly, probably that tool has been the single biggest thing that has allowed me to develop a really, uh, I guess, distinct aesthetic that's really true to me and my work, having that platform to share everything and connect to people. So I hope this was helpful and not too rambly, but I really wanted to create this episode and I will create more. So if you have any questions or if there are things that I didn't cover that you want to know about and you want me to talk about, please ask them, but I wanted to just demystify what it is that I do, talk about the realities of it. I hope I did that (laughs) in an understandable manner, and yeah, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed talking to my piano and pretending it was you. Anyways, I hope you're well. P.S. This is the most important part of the podcast because this is the part where you do something. So every episode, I want to give you some sort of practical takeaway that you can implement in your own life to help you figure out who you are or who you want to be or what you want to do in the case of this episode. So what I would tell you to do, if you want to, is to, if you want to have your own business or you're curious about doing something creative and maybe you're not really sure what it is, Get out a piece of paper and make a list of what really lights you up and what you really love to do. And so for me, the thing that I really love to do isn't necessarily photography or art or that sort of thing. Maybe what you would think I would write on it. The thing that I really love to do is talk to people and ask them questions and get to know them and encourage them and kind of show them who they are and so that's really what I'm doing in all of my work in taking pictures and getting to know people and doing design there's actually a job that I didn't talk about in the episode that I forgot to talk about but I work for another organization called the Society for Spirituality or no I always say it wrong the Spirituality and Sustainability Global Network and I want to talk about that a lot more. I want to have some of the people on there. But for that organization, I'm doing some design and communications work. But the biggest part of my job is actually interviewing people and talking to them. And that's what I really love. And I try to remember that when I'm doing all of my work. Because really, the most important part of art or design or communications or freelance work is getting to know the people you're working for and creating something for them that shows who they are. So... Get out a piece of paper, make a list of what really lights you up and the work you really love to do, and do it. Maybe right now that doesn't mean getting paid, but do what you love and share it. And the people, if you are really authentically doing what you love and being who you are, not everyone's going to connect, going to, connect to it, but you don't want everyone to be your client. You want the people that connect to you to be your clients. And... I would say that if you're really following what you love and who you are, you're going to get good at it because you love it and people are going to connect to it and in some way it will grow into something. So that's my takeaway. 
thanks for listening if you got to this point and I hope you're well. Stay tuned. If you have any more business questions for me, I am definitely not an expert on anything, but you can send them to my Instagram at Madeline L. Long and Madeline is spelled made and then line. So it's M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E-L-Long. All right, that's it folks. Have a great week.